Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here it is. Brand new edition of Flyers Daily for the 28th of July, 2023. Got myself a little under control now. Not freaking out. Counting down minutes to the start of the season. Although I am still chomping at the bit. But uh, the liftoff episode the other night got me cranked up for Flyers and NHL hockey. Anyway, in this episode, we're going to hear from Elliot Denoyer. Had a chance to catch up with him at the end of Flyers development camp. He's a guy that's also looking to put the Flyers to the test in training camp and try and make this roster out of camp. Uh, More on him in a moment. Before we get to Elliot Denoyer and our development camp interview, I just had three random thoughts. Obviously, I've been thinking about the season, kind of looking at what teams around the league have done and what the Flyers have done this offseason. I just have I just wrote down these, before I went to bed last night, these three random hockey thoughts that were swimming around in my brain. First, first thought I had was this. I'd love to get some feedback on this. You can always tweet me at Jason Mert, J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T. You can send me a DM. You can email me as well at jason.mertetus, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S, at gmail.com. And uh, give me your thoughts on any of these random thoughts or, or anything at any time. And here's random thought number one. The Bruins had a historic season last year. They were unbelievable in the regular season. Really no dips in their play through the whole season. Historic winning percentage, points percentage in NHL history. Now Patrice Bergeron has retired. He's a guy that was so important to that team in so many different ways on and off the ice. I wonder what the effect on the Bruins is going to be with the Patrice Bergeron retirement and getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs by the Panthers after that historic season. I wonder what that effect is going to be. I don't think they're a team that's going to miss the playoffs, but they're a team that all of a sudden doesn't look like they got a tremendous amount of depth. JVR there now, probably going to play in their top six. I wonder what the Bruins are going to be when you combine the loss of Patrice Bergeron and the loss in the first round of the playoffs after a historic NHL regular season. That's one of the thoughts. Random thought number two. Now, Eric Carlson, if he goes to the Penguins, okay. If he goes to the Canes, okay. Two different things. Now, if he goes to the Penguins, all that does for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and this doesn't pain me to say, but all it does is it lengthens the amount of time, not that their Stanley Cup window is open, but it lengthens the amount of time it's going to end up taking them to move forward in a new era. The beyond Crosby, Malkin, Latang era. And it's not going to get them any closer, a trade for Eric Carlson, to keeping their window open. Matter of fact, their window is already closed. And getting Eric Carlson does not help keep that open. It just delays the inevitable. And I don't think they're a team. You know, I saw somebody tweet, if it was Eric Carlson signing that contract in 2013 to the Penguins, it would make me nervous. But 10 years later, no, it doesn't make me nervous. Just a random thought. And my last random thought, at least for this episode, is this. One of the most shocking teams that is going to miss the playoffs next season is going to be the Florida Panthers. They're coming off a Stanley Cup playoff final loss, which there's always a hangover. They barely got into the playoffs last year. They needed help to get in. They needed... The, the Pittsburgh Penguins to lose on home ice 
to the Chicago Blackhawks and the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Penguins capitulated, and that got the Panthers into the playoffs behind the goaltending at the end of the season. Last eight games started were for Alex Lyon. So one of the most shocking things that will happen next year will be that the Penguins, or the Panthers rather, don't make the playoffs. Just a random thought right now. I may change my mind on that one, but that's where I am at the moment. It was a random thought I had, so there you go. All right, Elliot Denoyer uh, got a taste of the NHL last year. Four games in the NHL. Didn't uh, accrue any points in those four games. Was a minus two. Played in 65 games, however, with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Had 23 goals, 21 assists, 44 points. Set a rookie scoring record for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Played in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. First two years with Moncton. And uh, last two years with the Halifax Mooseheads. Had real good numbers there. 42 goals, as a matter of fact, his last year playing in the Q88 points in 68 games. And he's a fifth-round draft pick. 135th overall. In Wednesday's episode, we talked about the ELC contract signed by Alexei Gendron. And he was a seventh-round pick last year. Well, Denoye was a fifth-round pick back in 2020. And he's developed very nicely. Rounded out his game. Played in a World Juniors for Team Canada. And he's got a lot of good experience right now. And he's a guy that perhaps we could see putting this coaching staff and front office to a decision in training camp. So I had a chance to catch up with Elliot Denoye at Flyers Development Camp, and here's the conversation. It is Flyers Development Camp, and joining us on Flyers Daily is Flyers prospect and forward Elliot Tenoye. Elliot, how you doing? Pretty good, you? Good. Does it feel good to be back on the ice? It's like hot soup outside. It feels good in here. It is really. That feels awesome on the ice. Uh, being in here with the with the boys and just trying to get better is a has been really good for me. Having gone through this before, and you come back and knowing what it's like to expect and everything, do you feel? just from a, a mental standpoint, more comfortable? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, they, I think the, the staff's job is really to make everyone comfortable. I've been comfortable since I, I've been here. Uh, you know, now being older, trying to be a, a leader with the younger guys, that, that it is their first time here and just trying to enjoy uh, every, every part of it. Do you see, you see that look on their face? And you remember having that same look of, what is this all about, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, trying to do uh, everything, uh, not not quiet, but you know, uh, just trying to fit in and um, I, I guess do the do the right thing. Um, they'll learn and just be more and more comfortable every day. I guess. Um, you know, you're 21 now. You've you've gone through the very important years of development. What's really been the elements of your game that? has developed the most and, and really jumped to the next level as you've kind of gone through the last couple of years of being a pro? Um, I think for me, especially last year, being in the AHL and playing a couple of games with the Flyers was just to really size the game and really understand what it was all about to play against uh, bigger, stronger, faster um, guys. And I think I've done a pretty good job at you know uh, trying to learn from that and trying to position myself, uh, know how to check guys uh, the best way possible. And I'm still learning every day uh, about it. I talk about that a lot, you know, getting a taste of the NHL and then taking that knowledge of actually what it feels like to play in the NHL into an off season and how it just can, you know, the lack of time that you have or the strength on in board battles. Has that led you to do anything different in your training? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, uh I'm not the the biggest guy around. I know that, so I'm trying to put some little bit more pounds on on my body um, this summer, just to be stronger and uh, get out of battles uh, with the puck uh, to make sure I get out of 
get out of battles with the puck uh, most of the time. Um, and, you know, just the game in general is so much faster and guys have so much uh, better sticks. So I'm just trying to work on that, um, try to keep my head up and really make those plays fast uh, as fast as possible. As, a, you know, a kid growing up watching the NHL, you have a perception of what you think it might be like to play in the NHL. You know, it's such a highly skilled league and superstars and, and just... You watch it and you go, oh, that, it's probably like this. But what was the biggest shock when you got to the NHL? You were like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that element. Yeah, I think, uh, like I mentioned, um, the the stakes were really something uh, that that impressed me a lot. And like uh, speed-wise, I thought, you know, obviously it's faster than the NHL and any other league. But uh, I thought uh, I thought I was ready for that. But the stakes really got me uh, a little caught me a little off guard and um you know like i said i'm just trying to work on it this summer and getting ready for uh, next time i'll be up there and talking to your coach from last year ian laperriere one thing that he told me about you is the details of your game have grown so much knowing when to make that little play just to chip it out of the zone or, or dump it in to get a change or or those things at, at different levels you know your skill just takes over but when you get to the higher levels you got to have those details um, you're a guy that prides yourself on, on your hockey IQ and making those small plays sometimes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I think everything's about details and hard work. Um, I've been really learning more about it with Lappy. Uh, he's been around for such a long time that he knows uh, all, all about it. So I'm try- really trying to be a sponge around him and um, learn from it. And you know, just trying to be as detailed as possible and making all the the right plays. He's been helping me with uh, like some little bad habits, I'd say that I had in, in junior, and it's been it's been improving. The the one thing about Lappy too is he has repeated this to me several times. I'm not going to kill my guys from making mistakes. Those are teaching moments and making those mistakes. As long as you you learn from it and don't repeat it. Um, to have a French Canadian. Like Lappy, he, I mean, he's such a good guy, and he played so many games in the NHL. That's something that's got to give you some comfort and some relatability as well, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I think uh, you know our relationship is special in a way. I would have uh, ended up in another team. It would have been probably an English coach, which I, I think would have been well. I'm sure it would have been fun as well. But you know, it makes us a little, a little more fun. And Lappy's such a great guy to have around. Um, always. Uh, happy and you know trying to make everyone smile at the ring which is something I, I i think everyone enjoys down there well he's also very demanding especially when it comes to fitness yeah. has he changed your fitness um i mean i i, I think he's uh that he lets that to the trainer uh, in the gym um, that part is uh, something um I, I think he does a by himself like you know he's still in pretty good shape i think but um in the gym it's pretty much uh, he has confidence in the in those guys uh, the, the trainers and it's been uh, it's been good yeah good offensive numbers last year in the ahl you know as you as you level up the goalies get better sometimes they may show you more but take it away more what's it been like to to develop some you know some good offensive skills and contribute and get on the score sheet and really help your team in that way as well yeah, it's. I mean, it's always fun. Um, at the end of the, at the end of the day, you want to win games, and for that, you get to score goals. So, um, uh, to be honest, my goal is only to to win. Uh, at the end of the day, if I don't have any stats or anything, I'm and we win, I'll be uh, 
more than happy. Um, so in the, in that way, I, I think uh, for me to help the team, uh, bring that that stats part of the game is uh, something that I wanted to improve. Uh, going back a couple of years ago, and I think uh, I can still do a a lot more, but uh, it's it's coming. Still how, working on it. How have you kind of worked on your finishing ability? You know, what kind of off season stuff are you doing? Changing release points, changing angles of your shot, and all those kind of things. Creating some kind of deception for the goaltenders. Yeah, hundred percent. I think um, you know uh, one of the major part was really to make those plays fast. Um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, in the NHL, sticks were so good, so puck has to come on your blade and get off in milliseconds. So I've been really working on that, and I think uh, just in general in the past, I've been working on my shot a lot, um, trying to keep my head up as much as I can in uh, any situation. That helped me a lot as well. The, the thing is, I'm going to ask you this question because I want you to help. There's a lot of young players that listen to this. You know, scoring a lot of times, I've talked about this as a coach and coaching different levels as well. It's not about how hard you shoot it sometimes, but it is about how fast you get it off. And you got to have your head up to f- pick your spot too. Yeah, yeah, uh, certainly. I uh, I recently did uh, something with the Phantoms down in Lee, I, uh, like a practice, and that was the first thing I told them. Uh, we were talking about shots, uh, having that head up and, you know, just trying to – Really have that head up before you shoot it, not just looking at the puck uh, while you're shooting. I think that'd be one of the major tips that I would give to uh, my younger self. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, shooting, everybody can snap it hard, but if you let that goalie get set in the square, the percentage of scoring goes way down. But if you can get him while he's still in motion, it's a big difference. Um, Camp coming in the fall, you're pushing to make this roster, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. My my life goal has always been to to make that big league and stay there. So um, I'll try to do everything uh, possible to be ready this summer for for big camp. It's about controlling the controllable, right? Yeah, exactly. I think uh, my my parents learned this from learned me this uh, since I was really young. You know, uh, I'll try to control what I can do um, on and off the ice, trying to be the best uh, teammate I, I can be and. We'll see from there. Elliot, thanks for taking the time, man. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of development camp. We'll see you in the fall, and I know you're going to push them real hard and put them to a tough decision. Yep, thank you very much. Have a good one. Great to catch up with Elliot Denoyer at uh, Flyers Development Camp. Boy, I like his game a lot. He, he looks like a confident player on the ice and very smart player, knows where to be. But I think he's a player that also knows what he's going to be at that level. He knows he's not going to be a guy that puts up 42 goals like he did with Halifax in, in the queue back in 21-22, although he did have 23 goals last year with Lehigh Valley Phantoms. He's probably not going to see power play time in the NHL. He's going to kill penalties. He's going to be more of a checking role. Um, But I think he's a guy that can accept that role and, you know, excel in that role and have a long NHL career because of it. When you get players in the fifth round, and and if they're NHL regulars, boy, that's, that's a big boost to your your depth of your organization. So great to catch up with Elliot Denoyer. We'll be back Monday. We've got another brand new episode. Bill Melter will join us then. And uh, we'll talk to everybody coming up Monday on a brand new episode of Flyers Daily. Have a great weekend.